welcome to a brand new episode of the Traction.gg podcast. I'm Tom, and this is where we talk about racing games, sim racing, and racing esports. On this episode, we're at the World Finals of the Gran Turismo World Series from Monaco. This is the title-deciding esports event for the world's quickest Gran Turismo drivers. The event incorporates the Toyota Gazoo Racing GT Cup Grand Final, the regional finals to see who's the quickest from each of the three main location groups, the Manufacturers' Cup Final, and the Nations' Cup Final, the one that effectively determines the overall world champion driver. I'm recording this from my hotel room, so full disclosure, Sony paid for the travel and accommodation. Uh, without them, this wouldn't be possible. However, joining us today is series producer Kazunuri Yamauchi, alongside Translator-san, content creator Steve Alvarez-Brown, aka SuperGT, and several of the Gran Turismo World Series drivers. During the weekend, it's been extremely hectic, as you can probably tell from my voice. There were media roundtables, a new Ferrari Vision Gran Turismo launch, and even a heated exchange on the final lap of the Nations Cup, which, if you've not seen yet, check it out on the Gran Turismo YouTube channel. It's controversial, but also extremely exciting. So, we're going to go through all of those main points. First of all, though, here's Yamiuchi-san. Thank you very much for your time, and a pleasure to meet you both. I uh, hope you've had a nice week so far. Um, I'd just like to ask about the World Series. It's a phenomenal event in person, but how would you like to see it evolve even further? Do you have any ideas for the future for the World Series in particular? So, um, the World Series or uh, you know, uh, the World Tours as we used to call it before, uh, with the last event held in uh, January of 2020, um, you know, the live events uh, themselves were shut down by the, you know, the COVID, COVID pandemic. And for us, that uh, had a major effect. Yeah, for us, um, you know, we're really glad to have uh, been able to restart the uh, events like this. But uh, I think you could say that uh, you know we have lost some of that momentum that we had been picking up, uh, you know, from 2018 and 19. Yeah. So, uh, you know, at, at that uh, you know, 2020 Sydney event, uh, the scale of our the, the World Tour event was around equal in scale to the Formula E at the time. Right. You know, in terms of uh, number of viewerships, having not being able to do the live events after that, uh, you know, the viewership has dropped, and you know we are restarting this year now. And yeah, but you know this, uh, we used to host uh, six events uh, throughout the year, but now uh, you know this year is, there's been two. Yeah. So um, you know, so next year I would really like to see that uh, you know we can do a, a, a bigger restart of the the, the series. Hi there. So, and when you operate this type of event, uh, you, know, you discover all these different types of issues and, and you know, uh, points of improvement that, you know, that needs work on. Um, and you know, I can't get into the details of, of that here, but um, you know, uh, we'll definitely have a better event uh, you know, in the following year. Okay. Looking forward to the following <laughs> events. I guess on a similar level, um, a colleague of mine spoke to Frederick Bertan from the FIA recently who said they would still really like to work with Gran Turismo in the future, if not this year. So would you like to uh, work together with the FIA next year again or the, or the year after perhaps? 
そうですね。あの FIA との関係はまあいつも良好には。So, um, you know, we we've always maintained a very good relationship with the、uh, FIA.、Uh, the the only reason why we had、uh, split this year uh, you know, uh, temporarily was because、uh, you know the futures that we had、uh, in, in mind、uh, on the FIA side and our side sort of different. There was a discrepancy. You know, but the FIA has welcomed the new president and、uh, the, the organization itself has changed. なのでおそらく来年はまたもう一回できると思います。Yeah, so I think、uh, next year I believe I believe we'll probably、uh, you know be working together again.、Mm-hmm. And I guess just one final point that ties into that, apologies.、Um, in my opinion, when Gran Turismo Seven launched, the online lobbies had less features, a few features than GT Sport, and not quite as stable. But that has improved throughout throughout this year. So the so the question is.、Um, What were the main development challenges in Gran Turismo 7 that meant that the online side had to then improve again? Gran Turismo Sport was,、uh, had a, a real focus on、uh, you know, online competitions and you know, things like hosting the World、uh, Series events and things like that.、Um, and it was developed for it.、Uh, but you know, when you develop a piece of software, the, pro- the program co- code needs to be refactored every once in a while to accommodate you know, new additions for the future.、Um, and that's what we did for Gran Turismo 7.、Uh, we had to you know, refactor everything,、uh, which will allow for you know, future advancements. Uh, you know, to the, the software,、uh, and now we have a clean code that we can、uh, you know, expand upon、uh, and add more features. PlayStation VR 2 pre-orders. Are you working with Gran Turismo 7 to implement PlayStation VR 2? Please. Unfortunately, that's not something. Okay. はい。そうですね、あの実はね、ビジョングランツーリズムのプロジェクト始めて。もはやほとんどの自動車メーカーが出してますよね。So I think most manufacturers have produced a, a Vision Gran Turismo now. I think one of the only ones remaining now are like、uh, Ford. Right. Will they make one? You know, but, but you know, when you stop you know, and realize、uh, there's so many of them now,、yeah. and a part of them have, you know, have become production models so, or became the basis of, of the design language for the next generation of their cars. And so there's a lot of movement there. That's so, I, so I believe、uh, you know, what we've been doing for the last 10 years、um, is really going to affect the next 10 years or even further、uh, you know, uh, in the automotive industry. Arigato Yamaguchi san, and translator san, and the Sony PR that helped us、uh, be in that interview. Like I say, it was a round table, but what you've heard there is just the edited bits of the questions I asked and the answers I received. But there were, there were plenty more out there. And、uh, thank you very much for the other journalists for allowing time for me to ask some key points 
So next up, there was a Ferrari Vision Gran Turismo launch. So if you're not aware of Vision Gran Turismo, it's a program where car manufacturers create a car specifically for Gran Turismo. So it will perhaps have elements of future models, but it won't necessarily be a production vehicle, although uh, McLaren then later decided to turn theirs into one, which is fascinating. But it's more the car manufacturer design teams and engineering teams, because a lot of work does actually go into it to make them semi-feasible, having fun and being able to create something without the regulation needs to be on the road or certain race championships. So it's like a car manufacturer's ambitions unlocked. And Ferrari has never had one before, and they're obviously a hugely well-known, respected supercar and Formula One competitor. So it's a big deal for them to finally jump on board almost 10 years after the first Vision Gran Turismo project. So we were there with, a, again, a, a media roundtable, and I was able to ask one question. And what you're about to hear is the design director for Ferrari, Flavio Manzoni, and he's going to explain uh, why it's key for Ferrari to create a Vision Gran Turismo car. And then a quick clip of the engine sound, as we were shown a demonstration of the car in Gran Turismo 7. If you'd like to... Own this car in the game and try it. It is a twin-turbo V6 hybrid, all-wheel drive, mono-seater. It looks pretty spectacular. All the information is on the Traction.gg website. We'll put a link in the description. You can see pictures of it and from the actual launch and also some in-game shots and all the information you need to know about it. It's going to be in the game if you answer the in-game quiz about the Nations Cup final. And then it will be delivered on the 15th of December to your in-game garage. If you don't do that, it's going to be in Brand Central to buy on the 23rd of December. Okay, here is some insight into the Ferrari. What does it mean for Ferrari to be creating a concept for Gran Turismo? So what do you get out of it as a brand? It's a, I, we, we believe that this is an incredible opportunity nowadays because in the past, Ferrari was used to present some concept cars. So they were called dream cars. Okay. It doesn't make sense to mention them, but you know that when they were uh, able to inspire entire generations of uh, new, new cars. So, and uh, we had the opportunity to use for the first time the digital platforms, the, the gaming platform, this gaming platform, to develop something which is, let's say, which looks, to, let's say, forward and represents the, uh, uh, the vision of Ferrari, not only the vision Gran Turismo, but the vision of Ferrari as, I mean, the entire company, not only uh, the design center, as I said before. So it's uh, a new uh, arena where we can present new concepts and uh, uh, in this case, uh, let's say, dedicated to, to the young generations that maybe one day will be our future uh, clients. And um, nevertheless, the uh, profound meaning of this project is also represented by the fact that uh, we decided to patent all the uh, design and technical solutions. So, for example, the world mode and the other, other components has been patented. In this case, we are applying them into something which represents the future of the company. Thank you. I think it's key with Vision Gran Turismo to also understand how much it means for the car manufacturers, not just the gamers or Polyphony Digital. It's 
all a symbiotic relationship. So, so having Ferrari involved is a strong statement of how car manufacturers see Vision Gran Turismo and how important and how key it is to reach a, a younger demographic. Anyway, aside from the Ferrari, we also then spoke to Steve Brown, aka Super GT. You may know him, or hopefully you do, uh, on YouTube. Subscribe to him. He does predominantly Gran Turismo sport mode race videos, but also some other stuff as well. And he's also uh, entering the world of real-world car racing after successfully karting for several uh, years. So we're going to just chat here about his opinion on the World Series event in Monaco, but also maybe touch upon what he's up to, uh, what to expect from his upcoming videos, and his personal opinion on what he'd like to see from Gran Turismo 7 in the future. So, Steve... We're in Monaco, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. Even though we've just came out of the Pram race and it didn't quite go to plan, did it? For either of us, what happened in your race? Yeah, I made the mistake of not changing over to the medium tyre, so... Yeah, we had to use both compounds, didn't we? Yeah, so we had to use medium and hard. We came in and changed back onto another set of hards and then we had to come in again, so we lost, I don't know, 30 seconds changing again, so a bit of a disaster. But you were right up there, weren't you? What position were you in at that point? Yeah, going into the pit lane, we were in third. I think we could have been... So, Ocon and Dumont, were, they were leading, weren't they? It's pretty cool to race against them, I guess. Yeah, it was, it was an honour, you know, uh, Ocon on the track. Last time I was here, I was racing against Hamilton. Um, so it's good to race against the F1 drivers, you know? Ah, oh, that's a flex, isn't it? These are the F1 drivers I've raced against. Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, what do you think of the event this weekend? Oh, it's just... It's good to be back, first and foremost. But then... It's always a, a slick operation with uh, Polyphony, Sony, and uh, Gran Turismo. Yeah, um, yeah just... the organisation that goes into it is intense. The first time I've seen it, everyone's running around with headsets and they've, they've got it locked down. Yeah, um, it's, it might not be obvious on the, the live stream when you watch it, but there's a lot of people behind the scenes making it all happen. Uh, you know, not a handful of people, but like tens of people yeah, yeah. who are like making it all, you know, making it all happen on time um, with, no, with no mistakes. Yeah, after the manufacturer's race yesterday, it was like an amazing race to watch. And I could see the team, team like jumping around, hugging each other. You know, it's a lot of hard work that goes into it. Uh, next year, earlier I spoke to Yamuchi-san and he was saying, yeah, we want to bring it back even bigger next year, make some changes to sport mode and bigger events. Is that something you would relish? Do you think there's potential for this to go even further? Absolutely. I think um, if GT Sport is anything to go by, the game sort of started in a very steady state and then yeah, slowly yeah, got yeah. better. And I think Gran Turismo 7 is going to be a similar experience. And uh, sport mode kind of started quite slow. In, in many ways, it's gone backwards compared to sport. But I know that there's potential for it to be a lot better. Yeah. And yeah, I'm looking forward to the changes coming. And um, sport mode is my main mode, you know, racing online against other players. Um, so that's what I'm looking forward to the most. Well, who knows what they are, but he definitely said he had ideas to improve it. Let's hope it's sooner rather than later. But yeah, looking forward to that. Yeah, so on, on the event side, it, it, you know, Imagine if you had the pick of the world, you're Clifton Digital, where would you like to go? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Um, I asked it and I have no idea myself, really. I went to a few events in 2019, but I never made it to Tokyo. So for me, I'd love to go to Japan. I'd love to go to Tokyo. Oh, yeah, that would be epic. I'd love to visit the Polyphony uh, office. Oh, yeah. And see where it all happens. You know, and drive on the Tokyo track that's actually the dual carriageway to the office. Yeah, drive on the track that's <laughs> in the game. Um, so, yeah, Japan would be top of the list for me, but... Another one which is good is the Nürburgring 24-hour. Oh, wow, the party atmosphere would be insane, wouldn't it? Yeah, so they set up, uh, you know, they set up a big event on the side of the track. So you're watching cars go by, you're partying, yeah. racing as well. So 
Nurburgring 24, that's that's definitely one to go to. Fair enough. And you mentioned there spot modes you go. Is there anything in particular you'd like to see within that or even outside of that within Gran Turismo 7 that, you know, on the wish list for the next couple of years? Yeah, so sport mode, I think, needs more players per race. Um, yeah. GT Sport had 20 players, maximum seven's got 16. So that's, you know, gone downhill a little bit. Yeah. So that, just a bit more improvement in the lobby functions so that, that you can set up lobbies in league racing because I think leagues are wanting to get into GT7 but they're yeah. holding back because the functionality isn't there yet I'm with you um, and also I think this week with the 25th anniversary stuff they've made the game feel a bit more alive with some more updates with Daily Race A changing twice in the week yeah and extra payouts as well right extra payouts so I think there's more scope for that for changing races a bit more often making more races make maybe making a daily race D. So just making the game feel a bit more alive and a bit more different rather than on Monday it changes, it's the same and it it kind of gets repetitive. But this week it felt really good to have it a bit more, you know, a bit more different. Yeah, every single Monday morning my colleague Ross has to write the, here's what the daily races are article. And you're right, it can be a bit of a grind. And I'd love a D. And maybe even the D race would have a qualifying session for 10 minutes and the other ones can have the traditional one where you just quicker through the week, right? That'd be interesting. Uh, okay, well, final thought then, because I don't want to keep you too long. We've got a Nations Cup race to watch. Right? Yeah. But um, I suppose this weekend, I suppose you've had a good time. And you're going to release a video based on your YouTube channel in the yeah. coming days? Yeah, I'll, um, I'll be making a video about my time here. Had some interesting experiences with <laughs> some of the AI, should we say. But also... Oh, yeah, looking forward to that. But also um, playing against, you know, Westerban Ocon, meeting all the players... It's a really honour, you know, to meet the World Tour players and talk yeah, to them yeah. and learn a lot from them. Um, so, yeah, I'm always keen to make a video. Oh, that'll be coming out very soon. And the highlight of the weekend for both of us, I think, was the flashing lights in the restaurant. Yes, um, that was a very strange experience. Um, it kind of got boring after the second flash, but... Yeah, it was a bit like, oh, right, I want to go to bed now. <laughs> but I would say that um, Polyphony, they definitely go all out on these trips. Not very oh, nice yeah. hotel, nice restaurant, nice food. So, you know can't complain overall oh no yeah sorry that wasn't a negative oh no it's no, been amazing it's, it's all a bit of a joke and all a bit of a joke yeah 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 and the key thing is even with all this amazing hospitality the competition has been the key and that's what we've taken away from it, isn't it? competition was really good yeah if you haven't watched the manufacturers cup final yeah what a race definitely go and watch it I won't spoil the result if you haven't seen it but it is a really really good race Nations Cup is on right now we're we don't know what's going to happen, but that's probably going to be good too. So go and watch that. Yeah, cool. Right, let's go watch it. Lovely. So thank you very much to Steve for his time. Next up, we're going to speak to some of the World Series drivers. These are the quickest Gran Turismo players and drivers on earth. So we're going to have a quick chat with Kylian Drummond, who is a breakout star from France this year, and also Danny or Daniel Solis. He's from North America. These were two of the three drivers who took Subaru to the Manufacturers' Cup crown on the Saturday. So Killian, pleasure to uh, meet you. You've been like a, a breakthrough star in Gran Turismo this year. And in your first season at the, the finals, you uh, won along with your teammates uh, for Subaru, the Manufacturers Cup. So how would you summarize your year? It must be very exciting. For the years, I'm really happy because I did really good results all of the years uh, with my teammates Daniel in Salzburg. We love Mirzono because he's sick, and uh, yeah, and now 
He winning in Monaco yesterday is very great for him and for for us. And yeah, it's an incredible feeling, and I'm very happy and I'm proud of very well for my teams. Yeah, well, you did an amazing job, as did all of the team, uh, Danny. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong here. So I think it's been said so many times, and you must be tired of answering it. But I believe you used to play with the controller, and then obviously at the events you have to get used to the wheel. Is that correct? Does that? And if that's correct, does it show that anybody at home, even without the space for a steering wheel, can actually compete? I mean, I still do that. You still do that. <laughs> yeah, so do you qualify with the pad, <laughs> yeah. and then at the events you use the wheel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so how is that transition? Um, it's you know every single time I go to an event it gets easier. Obviously I'm gonna I'm gonna start doing the transition because I've joined a new team Prima and I want to get to my best level on the wheel because I want to I want to do my best right. Um, and he's my teammate. I got to do the best for him. So um, I do want to make that transition like pretty much as soon as I get home. But yeah, it's it's not too bad. Um, it's just re relearning the feel of the pedals. Um, I've never really been good at throttle control to begin with, but it's something I, I try to work on. But yeah, um, I mean anybody can do it. There's there's still a few uh, a few fast pad drivers out there. But for all the people that that are out there thinking they need a really expensive setup, because you see it all the time in streams, people saying, "Oh, if I had this, if I had that," I mean, you can do it with a controller. It just takes a lot of practice and dedication, and you know, just don't give up. See, that's, I find that fascinating. I think it's I think it's a good thing for yeah people to look up to that you can do it even with a controller, right? Yeah. So fair play. Uh, I'd like to ask more generally about the competition. Um, uh, sorry, the Manufacturers' Cup. So the three of you, how well do you work as a team? Because Miyazono-san is obviously Japanese. Danny Shaw from North America. Killian, you're French. How do you communicate with each other? Yeah, sometimes it's very difficult to talk with him because my English is not good. To Takuma, it's not good to the English too. So sometimes it's like use the the hand. Okay, you understand? No, okay, translate. Okay, so it's very difficult to talk with him sometimes. But on the race, you understand him, and yeah. me, he understand because he's a race. So he. Yeah, it's, it's, it's more easy to to, to to talk the strategy to the phase to the race it's, it's more easy okay so you've got the universal language of motorsport I suppose everybody understands racing so you can talk about that so uh, Danny if I could ask you specifically about the race it was wet or damp to start with it dried up then was heavy rain at the end uh, how did you guys work on the strategy there so honestly because we have to pick our driver order beforehand we had plans we we had given our driving driver order under the assumption that it was going to start in the dry but it ended up not starting in the dry and i hadn't done too much rain practice so it took a little bit of getting used to but i got into the flow after a few laps so it ended up being okay and i think um i think it actually ended up being a really good thing because um i know that miyazono spun when he was on his hard stint in the in the wet line but i'm actually like really bad at trying to dry, drive on the dry line. I'm pretty sure I would have crashed like 20 times if I was in his position. So it, it kind of worked itself out in a weird sort of way. So I, I think it wasn't what we planned to do, but it pretty much ended up being like the perfect solution for us. Yeah, it definitely worked out. And it made for a very exciting race. So uh, I'll just leave it there for now. But congratulations and uh, best of luck with your future Gran Turismo endeavors. Thank you. Thank you very much to the Subaru drivers. Congratulations on their victory. But it was a close run thing. In fact, Toyota tied them on points. It was a count back victory. So two of the drivers for Toyota are Nikita Moisov and Igor Fraga. So now we're going to speak to them and also we're going to ask Igor Fraga, who's been in this competition since 2018. He won the Nations Cup that year. 
every year since. And he's also doing some work with Super Formula in Japan. So we're going to ask him both about uh, their race and their championship, and then also speak to Igor a little bit at the end about his extracurricular activities. Igor, Nikita, pleasure to speak to you today. Uh, congratulations on a really close win with an interesting strategy yesterday in the Manufacturers' Cup. Second place for Toyota. I know it's not the win, but it's still a great result, right? Yeah, it's a great result, but the win would have been better for sure. But yeah, we are happy to finish P2 in this season. Uh, my teammates were amazing, actually. Like all of the season, they were doing great results and uh, great strategies, great races. So yeah, thanks to them for that. Yeah, it's still, it was an amazing race to watch and it was really close as well towards the end. Talk me through about the decision of pitting for wets because towards the end of the race, it looked like a really like, oh no, what's happened? But it actually probably was the right decision, right? Because without that, you might have even finished way further down off the podium, do you think? Yes, definitely, because uh, the pit stop, the pit stop last time was uh, way shorter than the version that we have in, in home. Ah, right. So we calculated that, you know, um, there was probably like six or five laps left and we were losing like three seconds per lap and we would, uh, you know, be off like six seconds off uh, at, at the end if we just keep the same pace until the end because yeah. uh, we would lose I don't know 15 to 16 seconds and then it was just better to pit because we will lose probably like around 10 seconds and uh, if they fight we will, will still have yeah. a chance to come back and uh, yeah I, I think that that decision was um, the right one the wrong one was the starting tire ah uh, yeah you started on the wets instead of the yes, inters right yes exactly. still you can't win them all I think at, at some point in the race everybody made a if your decision so you weren't alone with that and it all balanced out kind of in the end right so um, I just want to ask generally about the competition and and Gran Turismo so so first of all Nikita you know what does it mean to you to be in uh, a world final in Monaco I assume it's very important yeah I think that uh, for all GT players uh, the top step is to get to world finals and especially here in Monaco it's uh, such a nice place to be a lot of people actually uh, meeting everyone that you play with talking to everybody so yeah it means a lot yeah so there's there's good camaraderie here isn't there I think everybody's getting getting along together so on on a similar note Igor you know it's um, four years since you first uh, titled in Gran Turismo I believe the 2018 Nations Cup 2022 now so quick maths that's four years since but fifth event yes the fifth event exactly yeah yeah so what is it about the Gran Turismo World Series that keeps you coming back for more yeah I I think it's just um, I I, I think it's the passion for the game I mean I've been playing um, the game since when I was a a little kid I grew up playing it it's been part of my life and being able to be part of Gran Turismo now it's, it's very special to me and uh, yeah just being able to also uh, come to an event uh, being able to meet everyone uh, share this moment together is uh, very special I see thank you very much so again I won't keep you both for very long uh, but I suppose final question for you Nikita getting so close to the victory this year are you going to try and enter again next year oh for sure I'm already prepared for next year one day after 
thinking about next year. One day after, yeah. But like seriously though, um, winning the championship is like uh, everything. It means everything. And this year we were so close. We went into the final, uh, tied on points with Subaru, and we finished tied on points. But you can't get closer. We cannot get closer. No, no. You can so, use that energy to push forward for next year, right? So next year we definitely have to win this championship. Okay, thank you very much, and best of luck with with doing that. And Ego, I suppose, uh, obviously you've got the Nations Cup today, but but after that, generally, what's next for you? Are you going to be do, thinking of doing Gran Turismo again next year for the World Series, uh, maybe some Super Formula stuff as well? Yeah, so it will depend a lot on my schedule uh, for next year. Yeah. I may have uh, may have like a lot of uh, activities in real life. Uh, it's it's at least looking good. I cannot uh, say anything right now because no, no. it's but not when like, the time is right. Yes, um, but anyways, it, it's looking good for next year. Um, so I'm happy for that. And uh, yeah, if I have time, definitely we'll, we'll try to qualify for one of these events. Okay, hope to see you there. All right, well, thank you very much for your time. Thank, thank you. Next up is a chat with Will Murdoch, an 18-year-old first-time entrant at a finals event from the north of the UK, one of only two drivers representing the UK in what is an extremely diverse entry list. He finished fifth in the Toyota Gazoo Racing GT Cup at the start of the week, and here we talked about what got him into Gran Turismo, then why he wanted to enter the competitions, and then how he fared across the weekend. Also bearing in mind, we were actually paired up to create team traction for the Pro-Am race, which took part in Group 3 cars around the Red Bull ring, amateurs being myself in this instance, and other fellow content creators and media journalists, and the pros being World Series drivers. Together, I think we worked really well, and Will was extremely professional. He was also extraordinarily quick, bearing in mind he had no practice and I had all the practice. Uh, it was extremely tumultuous. If you watch the Nation Cup final on the Gran Turismo YouTube channel, there's a brief snippet of highlights from the race where you can clearly see that we were taken out on the first lap. Or you see half of that incident, and then we were down in last place uh, through no fault of our own, and then we fought back to fourth. And it was majority of that hard work was Will. So here's Will. He's a future talent. Let's hear what he's got to say. So, Will, I've never met you before. We were introduced at the Gran Turismo event and it's been uh, phenomenal. You've been a great shooter because we were paired up. I'm looking for you in the pro race. Um, but before that, you were in the Toyota GR Cup yeah. final. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you finished fifth. Uh, yeah, fifth. Yeah. Which is an amazing result. I know it's not the win, but it's incredible. So talk to me about your history with Gran Turismo and why you wanted to qualify for this event. Uh, so my history with Gran Turismo. Um, so I've got a PS3 when I was... I would have been four, yeah. and with it came Gran Turismo 5, and just kept playing Gran Turismo 5, like, that's the game that I played the most on the PS3, and then when the next generation came out, I've got an Xbox One instead of a PS4, so I went to... Rookie era. Rookie era. Uh, I went to Forza for a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. And then I got... Which is good fun, I was only messing around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I went... A couple of years after I'd gone down the line, I went uh, back to PlayStation. Uh, I think it was around about 2017, and uh, about a month or two later, Gran Turismo Sport came out. So I bought Gran Turismo Sport and then uh, just kept playing the game and then kept progressing up the ranks, and then here I am today. Yeah, so you're 18 this year, yes. but last year you also qualified, but you weren't old enough. Is yeah. that correct? Yeah, so I qualified in 2020 for Nations Cup 
um, but obviously couldn't do it because I was underage. And then last year I did, I qualified for manufacturers and nations, but I was again underage. And then I qualified for Salzburg this year, but I was underage again. And then this year I've come to do TGR. Yeah, and what do your family and friends think about the fact that you've made it in person at last? Oh, they're over the moon for me. My dad's here with me, um, just like supporting me. I've been getting like loads of support from like friends and family all the way back in the UK. Yeah, it's incredible. And also, there's not too many British drivers who make the finals. It's a very international uh, entry list, isn't it? Yeah. Because of how the system works, which is amazing for diversity. Uh, but then there's like, is there any extra pressure that you're on a, there's only two British people I think here yeah so there's only two British people here um, but we've had British people in the past we've had um, Martin Grady and we've had yeah, yeah. Adam Sosuilo. Um so but they're sort of like they've sort of disappeared uh, Martin's sort of like took a step back and gone into more of like content creating and Adam Sosuilo has just moved on to like university and stuff like that yeah so life happens sometimes yeah life does happen so um so now it's you yeah exactly now it's me but in terms of like pressure once like there's obviously a lot of pressure being like in your first grand final but once you like get the headset on and you get comfortable it's it's not too bad yeah and so what is it about the World Series that makes you want to participate? Uh, well, I guess it's just um, the live events, like being able to travel the world yeah, um, yeah, yeah. when hopefully next year when we have all the events back, we'll be able to go to places like Tokyo, New York, Sydney, uh, Nürburgring, whereas this year we only got to do Salzburg and Monaco. Yeah, although Monaco's pretty sweet, isn't it? Yeah, Mon- but you're right, it's... it's there's only been two in-person events this year coming ramping back up after the COVID-19 pandemic yeah and then hopefully next year because mm-hmm. I already said to me earlier he's got some plans to try and make it bigger again next year so yeah. they hope hopefully that is the case and hopefully you qualify yeah hopefully yeah so just to finish off then because we're uh, we're at the uh, final meal of the of the weekend we were paired up in the program race yes so we were with Genesis and uh, we qualified okay yeah. and then we did really well in the six lap heat and uh, then in the race it all went wrong because I was hit but I, maybe I shouldn't have been in that position to be hit controversial but anyway we ended up spinning on the first lap it's in the brief highlights yes uh, and then that put us back to last yes but then uh, we you know I think we worked really well and what was really key I saw in you the professionalism of double checking what the rules were yeah because I think uh, other teams didn't do that and they actually yeah. got caught out some big names got caught out with the strategy and we didn't yeah. and then also you got the fastest lap yes and you uh, just kept pushing pushing every single lap yeah. even though we were at one point last yeah so um, that's got to be good in the group three cars for maybe the future uh, Nations Cup of Manufacturers so you used to know that you were the quickest in that particular race yeah yeah I've, what I'm essentially known for is not doing a lot of practice and just jumping in and doing well um, so I think this event is very good for that with you know a limited amount of practice and you know switching setups to something that you might not like and just being able to perform like there and then um, so a lot of drivers will need like maybe 30 minutes to an hour to get up to speed whereas I can just like 
jump in and be right up. That was that was immediately obvious because we didn't. You didn't have practice time. I did yeah. as an amateur, and uh, you were the quickest in the field. And we came fourth in the end. And I worked out earlier that after the lap one, after we got punted off, we were 15 seconds behind the leader. Yeah. And after our amazing driving, uh, we came back to fourth, 13 seconds behind the leader. So that yeah. was that was amazing. But um, it was good fun, wasn't it? Did yeah. you have a good time anyway? Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was. Um, it, I'd. I've rather been uh, competing in nations and manufacturers instead of just like sitting back. But doing the pro am race allowed me to, you know, do something a bit different over the weekend and still yeah. be able to enjoy the Monaco experience. Yeah, I also think we were professionally, and we were the only team I think practicing the driver swaps, physically getting out of the yeah. seat and stuff. So we took it seriously, and it didn't quite go our way. But our final point is, I think we actually finished third, really, because Esteban Ocon. Uh, turned up and they put him on pole position yeah and he didn't earn that so it was good fun yeah but I think net third so we take it home was we got a podium yeah exactly they they had an unfair advantage and you know I, I think with, considering the circumstances that uh, yeah. happened in our races I, I think uh, fourth slash third is a great yeah. achievement so. fourth slash third we'll call it that well Will I think you're a star of the future thank you very much for your time and I hope you've had a great weekend thank you very much Rounding out the weekend, the Big Nations Cup effectively deciding the quickest driver for Gran Turismo in the world. Valeri Gallo for Italy was the reigning champion. He won last year, of course. This time around, Coque Lopez won it, but it was extremely tense and fraught. Uh, both him, Miyazono-san and Angel Inostroza were together on track, fighting for the victory on the final lap. There were some different tyre strategies going on and there was at least three moments of contact so when Lopez crossed the line to win, obviously he won the race, it was extremely emotional, but there was a steward's investigation then and everybody in the room was just stood around waiting, not sure which way the result would go. In the end, decided no further action and Lopez was crowned the champion. And it's also the first time a Spanish driver has won the competition. So I was able to quickly ask him during the media interviews what that meant to him. Hello, Tom from Traction.gg. Question for Koke. What does it mean to you to represent Spain in this competition and take them to their first victory? It means a lot. Actually, I think uh, Spain has a better uh, better level than what it seems like because we have underage uh, drivers who cannot come here, but they are even faster than me. So I know the level is so high and, of course, so proud to represent Spain. And now also with Jose since a few years ago, because also he was on the right before. I think we always try to give the best result uh, to Spain. And now, fortunately, uh, we will get the win. And I'm so happy for me, for my country. And, of course, thanks to all the people who support me. And thank you very much, Koki, for your time. So overall, I hope you can get a sense of what it's like here. The Main takeaways for me are a sense of community. It's a Gran Turismo community. Uh, all the drivers, uh, obviously, are fiercely competitive, but they all speak to each other through the weekend. They all spend a lot of time together. They're also extremely busy because there's multiple races. There's like the program media event. There's practice. There's the qualifying, which is some of the practice sessions you don't see on the broadcast. They'll be doing uh, interviews as well. They're all extremely tired, full respect. Also got a shout out for Tom Brooks and Jimmy Broadbent because... When you watch the race, you know that their commentary is brilliant and a lot of work goes into that. But when you see them in person doing it, it's even more impressive. And also, they can't sit down at any point during the weekend, seemingly. So it actually does take the toll on them. So fair play. And also, I think it's brilliant that the competition is broadcast with multiple languages and all the different languages other than English are also there with their live comms too. And honestly, I think I've never seen an in-person esports event run to this level. 
So what I really hope is it progresses, it improves, they, they change a few things in the format uh, for next year and it continues to grow after a dip when the events couldn't happen through COVID. So thank you again to Sony. It was an amazing experience to see the amount of work and professionalism that goes into making it behind the scenes is, is what bowled me over more than anything. So I hope you've enjoyed these uh, few interviews in this Cobbled Together podcast. And uh, we'll be back next week with potentially something about the Need for Speed Unbound game. Thanks so much. Keep it pinned. Mm-hmm.